Hey, whatever. Hey, what's up, everybody? Man, I got sidetracked. I was about to just listen to that song once again for the 10th time before I started this podcast. Hey, I am Brandon. Obviously, welcome to the life of an average Joe. Hope everybody's doing good when you listen to this. Hope you guys are in a great mood. Uh, hopefully your week is going solid and you guys are ready to uh, <clears throat> to face whatever you got coming your way because I'm about to drop a bomb and I'm going to ruin your day for you. <laughs> so if you don't want to get angry and you don't want to get mad or you don't want to dig up things from the past or the present or maybe even the future, then maybe you should listen to another podcast because I, I got to be honest with you, this one, <clears throat> excuse me, this one is not... Um, it's not a fun podcast to do, but I want to. You know, I, I, I want to. It wasn't on the list because I'm wrapping up season three and we're going into... God, am I wrapping up season three? Yeah. I'm wrapping up season three and we're going to go into season four uh, and I've got some awesome stuff lined up. I've got a couple live uh, remote podcasts going from different locations. I'm going to be at Three Nations Brewery doing a podcast on May 22nd, which I'm very excited about. Um going to go watch The Missing Three play, hang out with some friends. The Missing Three, great band, good buddy of mine, Joey. Uh, I'm so excited to see him. Uh, I miss that dude. Uh, but I'm going to be doing a live podcast from there. Uh, also finally have that interview with Ken. And we've got, man, we've got some really cool stuff. But throw that out the window. Let's talk about right now. And I got to be honest with you. I, I don't even know which direction to go with this podcast. I've sat here, I've written some stuff down, and, and I think I'm just going to, you know what, let me just, there we go, screw that book. Um, I want to talk about anger. <laughs> More importantly, I want to talk about, I want to talk about how we deal with it, or I, I don't even know if it's just anger or just me. So, you know, when we, when we grow up, or as we're born, and we're, we're children, and we're toddlers, and we get into our teenage years and our young adulthood and all that stuff, you know, we are molded. We become molded into who we're going to be in the future. You know, meaning our personality traits. I mean, we are born and imprinted with some of these. I, I believe that in my heart. I don't believe that every single thing in life you're, you're taught or learned, so to speak. I believe that when you are born, created, you're inside, you're mixing up all the goo, and you're born. I believe that there are things that are just imprinted in your DNA, in your, in, in your soul of who you are. And some people may argue with me and get on a theological thing. And, and, and look, that's great. We can do that. But that's what I believe. I've always believed that. It's like when you watch... Um, I just watched a, a, a documentary on Peacock. It's like a, I think it's a four-part series, maybe six-part series, on John Wayne Gacy. And I know you guys know that name. If you don't know much about him, 
You can check it out on Peacock or Google. There's, there's a lot of stuff about him. One of the most famous serial killers uh, of, of my time. Um, I mean, this guy, this guy is truly a narcissistic, liar, manipulator, serial killer. I, I mean, it's, it's so interesting to me. And, 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 you know, I've got a friend that does a true, true crime podcast. She's, she's awesome. And uh, I think it's called, I don't think it's called Happy Time Murders or I don't know what it is, the Happy Time Murder Show or Murder Happy, I don't know. But it's great. Anyway, and we've, we've talked about some of these things, but <clears throat> so I'm not going to talk about, and my allergies are killing me again, guys, so bear with me as I drink some water. I'm not going to talk about, um, you know, John Wayne Gacy, but I believe that he was born evil. I do. I believe that Jeffrey Dahmer was born evil. I don't believe that he became evil, that he became a serial killer. I mean, I think there's things that pushed those guys along the way, but I believe in their soul, in their body, in their DNA, they were born evil. I think you can't live in a world that doesn't have evil in it unless you're, you know, not living on this planet. Um, and that's a, maybe that's a different conversation we can have, but I do believe that. Now, I do believe that there are circumstances in life that, that make people do things that they wouldn't normally do. I have been in several of those circumstances. Some of those things I'm, I, I'm not proud of. Some of those things, it is what it is. Um, I think, obviously, now, with a lot more on my plate, some alleged maturity in my life, um, I wouldn't be pushed to do that. You know, uh, there were times when I, I really desperately needed money and I did things that, that I did, that I wish I didn't do. Um, I can't take those back. I can just know that I'll never do it again and, and learn from it and <clears throat> speak to people that are maybe in the same situation and, and pass that knowledge on to Luke. Um, there's a, there's an immense amount of pressure on people in life. And some of that we, we put on ourselves. I mean, a lot of it we do. Some people don't have enough pressure or enough stress. And they go through life carefree, living in a bubble. I, I'm one of those guys that I definitely have put myself in, in stressful situations that I didn't need to put myself into. I mean, as stupid as, you know, you get a parking ticket or you get, a, you get pulled over because your tail light's out. And then, you, you know, it's just a fix-it ticket. But you don't do it. And then you, maybe you do fix it, but you don't go to court to show them that you fixed it. And then it turns into like four times the amount, and then you get your license suspended. Like, I've done that stupid crap when I was a kid. And some of that I've had to deal with recently. That's come back to bite me in the butt, you know, and I've had to deal with it or am in the process of dealing with it. And it's just stupid. It was completely avoidable. I mean, all I had to do was fix, a part, you know, my taillight, and the, the situation's over. And that's just an example. That's not, that's not like, well, that probably did happen, but that's not a, um, what I'm getting at. But we do put ourselves in situations, you know, if you know you got bills coming up and you go out on a binge, you know, drinking night with your buddies the night before and you're, you're off 150 bucks and you got to pay bills in a day, you did that to yourself. You put that stress on you. You put that, that problem into your world, you know, and, and we've all been there and it's part of growing up. It's part of being human, and it's just part of life. But I'm talking about situations that sometimes you just can't control. You know, we, 
I've said it before, we, we have very little control of what we do in our lives. If you really think about your daily life, just, you know, a, a typical day in the life of whoever you are, whether that's going to work, going to the gym, you know, playing with your kids, what, whatever. I mean, I can go through the list. From the minute that you wake up, your life is not really yours at all. You have very little control. You can go control what you eat, when you take a shower, if you decide to brush your teeth. You can control if you decide to be productive or lazy that day. But guess what? You can't even control when you get up because you might not wake up. You might go to bed tonight and not wake up. And you have zero control over that. And that's a horrible thing for us as, as human beings and, and especially men to understand that. And matter of fact, you can drive yourself crazy thinking about that stuff. But we have very little control of what we do in our lives. So there are a lot of things that add to your life that are stressful or hurtful or make you angry. And as far as I can remember, and this is, this is something that maybe uh, somebody way smarter than me that gets paid to do this could figure out. A shrink, probably. Probably need like seven of them. Um... I've battled with what, with, with what I like to call, I don't want to say good and evil. I guess we could use Star Wars terms. The dark side and the light side, or the dark side and the Jedi, the, the Sith and the, and the Jedi. I don't know. Light and dark, yin and yang. Um, and, and, and we all are a balance of that at times. And it is a balance, and I understand that. But I've struggled with I don't know how to say this because a lot of you know me now that didn't know me back then or a lot of you don't know me so you're going to maybe think I might be contradicting myself but I guess the best way to put it is I've struggled with anger now I need to put a clarification on there I am not an abuser I don't physically hit in my relationships. I, I, I don't hit women, okay? Or kids, God forbid. I will shut that down with no exceptions to anybody that does that. Trust me. Um, but I have struggled with anger. It's, it, used to be, it used to be an, a joke. People I work with, people that know me. Oh yeah, Brandon? Oh yeah, he's just angry. He's cranky. He's angry. Or he can go off. He can go from you know zero to a hundred in a minute. Or probably less. It was a joke. Some of that was true, you know, some of that wasn't. I mean, I remember times, and I write about this in the book coming out, The Life of an Average Joe, My Life Behind Bars. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I plugged it. Uh, I, I, you know, as a GM, you have a lot of responsibility. You have a lot of weight on your shoulders, especially some of the places I've worked at. I have gone off on employees unnecessarily, too maybe necessary to put them in their place but some of the things i've said to staff back in the day man I, just crazy i'm not that way now i have a different way about it um i was also pretty reckless in some of these jobs you know my, my lifestyle so i think that that added to it but it was a joke people would joke about it oh you're always angry and in reality i'm not just like sometimes when I do my podcast with uh, Stuart Sachs, you know, and I'm like the 
the negative side of it, you know, and not so much negative. Sometimes I'm just doing it to push the envelope, you know. I think of these things and I say them because I don't care. Because um, I truly don't. I think you should just, you know, go ahead and just say it. But I'm not negative. I'm actually a pretty positive person these days. Through everything that's going on, I kind of find my zen. <laughs> um, I stay positive, you know. Even when I'm down and out and negative, I try to, to work through those emotions like an adult and a normal human being and be positive. I do, a, I do this thing called the Motivational Minute. And it's on, I, was, I keep calling it Riff, like the old rock station back in Detroit. But it's, I think it's Riffer, R-I-F-F-R, it's an app. And it's, it's micro-podcasting. It's three minutes max. It's a really cool thing. I mean, I, I, I got to be honest with you. It's a cool thing. I've gone and listened to previews of podcasts, so it's a good way to promote. Uh, some people do poetry, movie previews, jokes. It's really cool. Sports. So I do this thing called Motivational Minute. And I try to do it a couple times a week. That's, you know, three to four. I don't do it every day. And that's exactly what it sounds like. I do something motivating. I talk about something motivating. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at being positive. And I think it's one of those things where even when you have a bad day and you're not positive, you know, some people are just naturally positive. It doesn't mean that you, you're a hypocrite. It just means you're having a bad day. I think a lot of people struggle with that. Um, but I'm pretty positive overall. I mean, I'm, I'm stressed out at times about life. I'm tired. I have a lot on my plate. Obviously, I do that to myself with some of the things. But overall, I'm pretty positive. But in my life, I have struggled with anger. Like, I believed in, in somebody wronged you, you scorch the earth. You burn that bridge, rebuild it, and burn it again. And I've, I've struggled with that in life. Like, it's not about seeking revenge. I mean, I, maybe it was. But it's about just burning it down. Like... Some people are like, oh, I see red when I get angry. I used to see black. Everything got darker around me when I would get angry. Um, and I, I never knew why. Like, even to this day, and I'm very mellow, I try not to swear a lot. I, eat, I fail a lot of those times. Not that I'm against swearing. Um... Because I realize that as I swear and drop those bombs, it just makes me more angry. Even if I'm talking about something that's not angry, as I continue to, to drop the F-bomb and all that, I get more angry. I become more angry. So I try not to do it. I definitely don't do it around Luke. It's not to say he's never heard it from me, but I choose not to because of, of the... He hears enough of that. He doesn't need to hear it from me. Um... It's not good. He's going to have to face that in his life one day and make that decision if he wants to go down that road or not. Um, but I struggle with it. And I've always said, you know, you got that old cartoon. God, I think it's Donald Duck, actually. It reminds me. It's an old Disney cartoon. And I swear it's Donald Duck. 
and he's got the angel and devil on his shoulder. And that's been written about for years and, and talked about and, and sung about. And, and he looks for advice, which one's telling him to do what? I'm not saying the devil's telling me to do things, although maybe sometimes he has. Um, but I've always struggled. It feels like it's been a fine line that I've walked where I'm very comfortable on the dark side of the force, playing in that area, acting out in that area, knowing that it's not right, but doing it anyway. I'm very comfortable with if somebody is attacking me verbally, forget physically, that's obvious, being able to win that argument, not even win that argument, be the most venomous, louder, vulgar, say what I got to say to cut them down to a million pieces till they give up. That's not the right thing to do. I know that, but I'm just, I'm just talking here. That, that vengeful seeker, if you wrong somebody I love, if you wrong me, I'm going to come after you. I'm not talking about hurting you physically, unless you're really trying to hurt my family or something. Um, then you better pray. But I've been that way, and it's been a problem. It hasn't been lately, I mean, for a long time. But I, I've always wondered, why is it? I wasn't raised that way. But I've been that way. So I think that I believe that I was born that way. I'm Lady Gaga over here. Um, but even now to this day, no matter how, as I'm older and calmer, and again, I say allegedly more mature, when I think about things that have happened, I feel like I'm letting things slide. I'm just letting them slide over and over with certain people that continue to, to push me to the limits, I'm letting them slide. Now, some of those things I know I'm doing because of Luke, because it's what's right for Luke. He needs to see me be the example. He needs to know that you don't always have to go on the, de the, the defensive or the offensive. Sometimes you can just stand down and the best thing you can say is nothing. And that's been the toughest thing that I've had to do. And I had to do that two years ago through my divorce. Let's just say nothing. Just be quiet. And hold everything that I had to hold inside. I've had to do that with friendships. Just hold it. Just hold it. Just hold it. And I say friendships. So-called friendships. At work sometimes you have to just hold it. And there's no way to get it out. There's no way to talk about it logically because you're, you're just going to spew and you're going to end up getting fired. You're going to end up hurting somebody's feelings or in a friendship. You're going to destroy your friendship. You know, like, and I know that's part of going on. I sound like a, a baby who doesn't know how to be an adult. And maybe that's part of it. But I still feel that I can go from zero to 130 seconds. I am like the Incredible Hulk, except small and not green. When he says, what's your secret? And he says, I'm always angry. That's, that's how I feel. Not so much now, but that's how I felt most of my life. I was always angry. Even when I was happy, there was an underlying anger. Like that switch could happen to where I would just be ready to, to, to go, you know, to go to war. Um, 
And I never understood it. And I'm still to this day trying to work that out because I'm faced with situations like we all are. Even now, I'm, I've got someone in my life that continues to just, I don't want to say push the envelope. I guess maybe push the envelope, do things that make me angry, um, do things that I feel like, like that I just sit there and watch and go, how is this person just allowed to just go ahead and continue doing whatever they want while I'm over here being this way? I can hear some of you right now, life is unfair. Yes, it is. And I can hear some of you say, well, you got to remove that person from your life. Well, sometimes you don't have a choice. You can't remove them from your life. They just linger and they're going to be there. And you're not in a position. It's like dealing with a kid, a toddler. It's like dealing with Luke. Not everything has to be a battle. Not everything has to be a conversation. Some things you have to ignore and some things you have to let go. And I do that. I need to tell you guys I do that a lot. But it's constant. It's like it doesn't, a week doesn't go by where there's 15 things from this individual that just make me want to <laughs> scorch the earth. And I don't. And that makes me more angry because I'm taking the high road. If anybody tells you that taking the high road and caring is easy, they are full of crap because it's so much easier not to care and take the low road. I mean, yes, it sucks, and it, it's not good for your, your soul or your surroundings, but to sit there and bite your tongue and to sit there and care sucks. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm telling you, these allergies are brutal, guys. For all my people living in Texas, how do you do it? Good God, I'm dying right now in Texas. I'm going to cough. Hold on. <clears throat> I'm not even going to edit that out. I just want to tell you, I'm dying over here. It's like I woke up and my whole friggin' face and mouth was like full of pollen. Um, but yeah, if anybody tells you that, that, that caring is, is, is good for you, I mean, they're right. But man, I miss the days sometimes of not giving a F at all. And there's, there's still some things I don't care about at all. I don't care what people say about me. I really don't. I could. I, I can't tell you how much I don't care. You know, uh, there's there's a lot of people out there that have a preconceived notion about me, or they hear stories, so that's all they want. They're gonna base their opinion, their belief off of a situation that they weren't even involved in, or they hear a micro piece of it, or they hear a rumor without asking. I could care less, man. There, I mean, let me tell you, there is a whole slew of people that do not like me. Some of them might have a reason. Others don't. And guess what? Don't care. I've had to cut people out because they don't matter anymore. It's not that I wish them will ill. It's not that I want something bad to happen to them because I don't. Even the people that don't like me, I don't want something bad to happen to them. I just don't care. 
and it's really easy to not care. It's much harder to care. Example, we all have a group of friends, whether that circle is big or circle is small. I was just talking to my friend about this the other day. And in that group, everybody has a role. You know, you've got your funny guy or girl. You've got your, the, the, you know, the person that worries too much. You know, the person that's always late, person that's always on time. You know, all these different things. The person that's super annoying when they get drunk. The person that's super funny when they get drunk. You know, whatever. Sometimes we're all those pieces. And you have those friends that, that are notorious in a good way for checking in. Texting, calling, email. If they live close, stopping by. Whatever. Any way to check in, okay? <clears throat> and they do it no matter what. And they also, those are the same friends that try to put things together. Now, I know we're still living in this post-apocalyptic COVID world, but those are those friends that put things together. Hey, I'm going to plan this event. I'm going to, let's, let's, let's get together next week. And, and, they, and they think about it. And it doesn't matter if you have five friends, 50 friends, whatever your group is, two people or not. There's always somebody that's better at doing something than, than you are. And that's okay. And I, and I think that's very important. And I've always told people, look, if you are that friend that texts everybody to check in, if you haven't heard from them, or drop a hint once a week or whatever, <clears throat> whatever your time frame is, and maybe the others don't as often, or maybe some never do, don't get discouraged. Some people just suck at that. They really do. And some people are better at it than others. I've always told people that. If they're your friends and you're still in contact and you're seeing them, great. But there is, there is, a, there is another side to that. And, and I know some of my friends that are listening right now may, maybe think I'm calling them out. And, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, maybe I'm not calling you guys out, but maybe some of you guys are, are why this topic came up. I mean, I, I don't love you or anything. It's just life. So deal with it. You're an adult. Um, <clears throat> I'm that guy. Now, I had my moments where I've gone ghost protocol before because something has happened in my life. I've been called out about that. I try not to do that anymore. But I am that guy. I'm also hard to get a hold of sometimes too, so I got to get people that. But I'm that guy that makes sure if I haven't heard from you in a while, I check in on you. Drop a Facebook message, a text, a phone call, whatever. I'm going to check in on you. And we're going to talk, whatever. I'm going to plan events because I assume that my friends want to get together and hang out. It's why once a month, mostly, I, I get together with the Knights of the Bar Top. Now, that, that army of friends that I have has gotten smaller, and it does as you get older. People move, people get married, jobs, families. It, it shrinks, and that's okay. Because I live my whole life having a lot of friends. If you can't see the air quotes, they're, they're there. And really, they were just people that were around me. They either liked me because I was funny, I was a party, I was this, I worked at a bar... They needed something from me, whatever. And I've had to shift away from that. And that's fine. Um, it's really proven to be true because I'm out of the bar scene. It's amazing how many people quit talking to you when you get out of the bar scene. And that's okay. I don't care. 
Because I guarantee you if I went back into it again, they pop back up. That's fine. Everybody's got a place. But my circle's small. And I'm okay with that. Um, <clears throat> but I'm that guy that plans events. Again, because it's fun and, and I assume that we want to stay in contact and support each other, especially over the last year or so with everything that's going on. You know, people have that I know have lost their jobs or are going through tough times with their families or their wives or spouses or whatever. So we, we you need that support group, you know, and that those people to encourage you and and make you laugh or buy you a coffee or take a beer, buy you a beer, whatever, man. Listen to you vent, whatever the case may be. And I can't tell you, man. I say man. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I can't tell you that lately I've been getting frustrated because I'm really trying to maintain some of these friendships that I've known for years. And I, and, and I need to make it clear, I love these people. You know, so I will do whatever I can. But it doesn't mean I'm not getting frustrated. That every time I plan something, I got my true ride-or-die people that will be there, or they can't because they're working. And again, let me tell you, I'm grateful. But these other friends, I get nothing. I get no response. I get no text. I get no call. But yet they talk about how they want to hang out. When it pops up on social media or a friend tells me, hey man, everybody wants to get together. Okay, cool, let me plan it. And then I plan it. And I plan it pretty far out. Nothing. Nobody shows up. Or I got to cancel because I haven't heard from anybody. It's okay to happen once in a while, but it's been happening frequently. But the other thing is there's also a group of friends, that, a handful of friends of mine that they suck at getting back to you. And so I play this game of, let me see if I don't text them or call them how long it'll take for them to call me. It's been like two weeks, three weeks. And I'm like, well, that sucks. Now, I don't need like a pat on the back and a daily check-in, okay? I don't need somebody to give me a hug and send me flowers every freaking day. I, trust me. If you call me every day, I'm not going to talk to you because I'm going to get annoyed. But... I've been starting to, you know, I, I would normally tell if I was to give this advice to somebody else, I'd say don't beg for them to be in your life. If they want to be in your life, they're going to make that time. Stop texting, stop calling. But then the reality of that is you also got to be prepared to let it go. You got to Taylor Swift that and shake that off, you know what I mean? And let it go. Because if you don't, you're just going to keep going through this cycle of trying to hang on to something that isn't there. But I also think, and this is the struggle, this is where my anger comes in, I also think that some of these people deserve, and not just in my life, but these people that, that maybe don't talk to you as much as they should or, or you want or you used to and, and it hurts you, they deserve to, you they, they deserve to know your feelings on that. Not in a negative way. You need to be able to communicate and tell them, hey man, or you know, I know you're busy, but man, it, it does hurt my feelings, you know, and, and it kind of sucks because like we're, we're, we're boys or you're my, you're, you're my friend or girls, whatever. And they deserve to, to hear that. Now then after that, if they continue to go down that path of not getting in contact with you or not texting you back or calling, then you might have to cut them free. 
And I guess that's one of those things that is that I'm struggling with now too that's making me angry is I got enough crap in my life to deal with and now I got to deal with some people that I love that are just ghosting. The old Brandon would give him the finger and bounce. Get the heck out. This Brandon doesn't want to do that because I believe that they... They're owed more than that, and I'm owed more than that. Because I've had too many people in my life bounce for no reason. I've had too many people in my life, like we all have, that you take care of, and then they just dip. I've got enough people that I have to deal with on a, on a, on a regular basis that make me want to stab them in the eye Figuratively, guys. Nobody called the police on that yet. I'm not saying names because if they wind up missing, I'm going to be the first one they look at. So, um, Or I want to lash out. Or I think about some of the things that, that they have done and said, and I've had to sit there and eat it because of the greater good. And it sucks. And I battle with that. That, that Darth Vader... That's probably why I love him so much, because I can relate to him. I know that sounds crazy. I don't care if you laugh. But as a character, he's a very complex character, and I can relate to that. Because I get it. You know how many times I want to walk down a hallway with a lightsaber and chop everybody up? Five times today already. (laughs) But then on the flip side of that, I'm very happy. I think. So my question is, what do you do in a situation like that? How does, how does one balance with good and evil, or good and bad, angry and, and being positive? Like, you know, how do you balance that out? Because I think we all have different levels of that. Maybe not as extreme as me, but we have different levels of that. And it's not good to cater to one side over the other. It is a balance, obviously. But how do you do that? What do you do? Are there exercises you do? Do Are there things you say yourself? You know, you can pray. You can go for a run. You can, you know, try to change your mood. You can write it down. You can try to talk to people. Sometimes those things don't necessarily fix it right away. I mean... Nothing's a, a, an easy fix anyway in life. But I sometimes feel like that internal struggle is exhausting. It, it's, it's, I can only run so much, okay? Again, running is peaceful for me. Um, heck, I'm starting a new charity in May. I'm going to do 72 miles for the month of May. So... You know, I'm doing 2,200 push-ups right now for April. In May, I'm doing 72 miles. I'm really trying to get back into my shape like from six, seven years ago. Um, But anyway, you know, what do you do? Because for me, i got to go through the motions. I sometimes get so angry by myself. I'm talking to myself. I'm writing. I'm so angry that I can feel it. I'm like, I'm going to explode. Thank God I don't have any superpowers. Um, and then I calm down. 
I don't want to do that. You know, people used to say count to 10. I get to like a thousand and I'm still just as pissed off as I was when I started counting. But what do you guys do? I mean, that because it can't just be me. Do you ever feel like that you were you were maybe like born a certain way or or that that was imprinted on your DNA and your soul and you you don't know why? I would love to talk to a shrink about this, but I'm not going to I'm not going to go pay for that right now. They would probably want to dig through my childhood and find out what changed me and I don't know if it if anything ever changed me as much as maybe it it blossomed. It's like when you plant something, you know, it's a certain way. It stays that certain way for a while, and then it blossoms. You know, I don't know if my anger blossomed, uh, if something changed it, but I think my anger just finally blossomed into that anger flower. Because it's there. And I, get, and I, I can get downright just mean about it. I really don't anymore, and Luke and life... And what I do to try to calm myself and believe in and my, and my beliefs have really, has re- have really truly helped. I don't ever want Luke to be that way. And, I, and he's a boy and my son, so he's going to have to deal with that at times. But I can't be a good dad if, if he can sense that anger. Not I'm talking about getting upset with him because he did something wrong. I'm talking about that deep, pure anger. I mean, I've held grudges for years. I, my line is, you're dead to me. When you're done, you're dead to me. You don't exist. You're irrelevant. You're, a, you're, you're not even a spoke on the wheel. Part of that is true still to this day. I cut you off, no problem. But I don't believe that you should do that all the time. I just don't. I believe you should really... There's a way to let go without making somebody dead to you. I really believe that. And I need to to pass that on to Luke, which is why when I am at 42 years old, I'll be 43 in November, and I still have those days where I can feel it. It's like this thing in the pit of my stomach or in my chest or my head. I I can feel like my inner body's working up, like I'm like I'm hawking up and I'm and I'm ready to just let out that 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 Sith Lord, you know, that Darth Vader side of me. And I usually don't. I keep it in check. But it's a constant check and balance. It's frustrating. It's angry. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I think one of the toughest challenges is when you have to keep some of those people in your life that you can't just get rid of. It's a lot easier just to unload your garbage. But when you have to keep some of that putridness around, it sucks. And that's what I've been struggling with. Actually, the past couple of weeks, I've been, I've been angry about some things. and I've been working through it. I haven't really talked about it on here because I like, to, I like to keep this podcast fun for the most part. But this is the life of an average Joe, and this is part of my life. So I'm taking a break from trips to Miami and Canada and concerts and things like that. And talking about real life. And that's what this is, you know. I think we've seen a lot of anger. And, and if, any, if social media is any indication of what the world is, if it's, 
even a remote finger on the pulse of this world, there's a lot of anger out there. Now, I try to counter that with doing positive things and, and charity and, and good things and putting that energy back into the world. I can't even talk today. Back to the, the world that I live in and my surroundings. I try to project that on people that I truly love around me. I do. I don't know if I'm succeeding, but I do try to do that. Because my friends and those people that I care about are in my circle. You're in it. I will be loyal. I told this to actually my friend Tika the other day. I am loyal to a T. I will, I will go to war with you. No problems asked. No problems asked. What the heck does that mean? Um, no questions asked. But I have no problem being open and putting you in your place when I need it. You know, I was that way as a boss. Tika said that. Um, I was very fair. I, I mean, I had my moments. Don't get me wrong. And I'm talking about not when I was a psycho boss. But, you know, I took care of my staff, my bar, everybody. I took care of them. I'll have your back. I may behind closed doors curse you out later, but I will have your back. And I did all the time, sometimes to the point that I actually got you know, in trouble. And actually, at one point, they got me fired. But I just believe in that. And it's how you create loyalty in not only staff, but human beings. You have to be loyal to your people. And I haven't always been in my life. I've, I have failed people. I've let my personal issues fail my friendships and relationships at times. I admit that. It sucks. But overall... I will, I will, I will go, I will walk to hell, through hell with you with gasoline cans and smoking a cigar. I'll be holding two gasoline cans, smoking a cigar in hell, being like, what we got to do? That's who I am. And maybe that's why. And maybe that's why people that are like that maybe get more angry or have more of a, a hurt or anger problem because they sink so much into something they can't comprehend why others don't do the same, why it's not reciprocated. I think that's what you have to do. I think you have to stop expecting that. But if you stop expecting the same from people, are you lowering your standards? Oh, it's okay that I give everything and this person gives nothing. It's like working. It's like going to a job and you've got two people that bust their butt every day and night and the rest of the crew doesn't care. They do a half-assed job and you are exhausted. But God forbid you start to do that, people look at you funny, or you, or you get written up, or, or you get talked to, or fired. You, do you lower your standards? I mean, what do you... I don't know. Maybe this is just me, and maybe nobody else cares about this. If that's the case, then oh well. <laughs> but yes, folks, I have been an angry person in my life. I have, I have sought out vengeance before. I'll talk about that on one of my later podcasts where, um, you know, when I talk about people that have affected your life in a very, very positive way. And I talked a little bit about that when I was talking about the loss of loved ones. Um, but this is a, a different type of effect where um, they had an impact on you and you can't explain it. You've always run into those people. And I'm going to do, do a podcast about that. So I've got several people as I was growing up in my life that have a massive, to this day, I still think about her. Even maybe if I even talk to you still, um, but have an impact on me. And I think about them. But yeah, I've sought out vengeance before. 
I've executed it too. Definitely not proud of it in my younger years. It's not so much about that now. I don't believe in that. I really don't. It's hard though, because I know there's lines. If somebody crossed a certain line with my loved ones, it'd be hard to stop me from, from going, you know, taking care of that situation. And I'm not talking crazy. I'm just being honest. So anyway, guys, thank you so much for letting me talk, vent. I, I, I'd love to hear from you. The next podcast I'm going to do is the email podcast. So please uh, email me. You can come right here on Anchor. If you're listening on Anchor, you can leave a voice comment right here on Anchor. Otherwise, you can email me at bknovera, N-O-V-A-R-A, at gmail.com. Or text me if you know me. Call me. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, any of those. I would love to hear from you on this. And as always, thank you for your support. Um, guys, if, if you like, it would be cool if you could review it. You know, follow would be nice too. But a review would be even better. But most importantly, just listen. I, I really appreciate it. And I will see you guys next time. In the meantime, stay cool, stay calm, stay relaxed, be peaceful. Woosa for me. Woosa, woosa. Harness your chi. I don't know. <laughs> do whatever you got to do, but stay calm. Talk to you soon.